the incredible reality of God's kingdom is that as God pours out the goodness of his kingdom, it is a blessing to everyone who encounters it, and it is a blessing to us who are participating in it. Our lives get full of God stories. Hope expands. The kingdom expands. And what I love about it is it's Jesus. Jesus is unapologetically clear. He is a God of forgiveness. He is a God of healing. He is a God of mercy. And he says, come be like me. Come be like me. Is there anything in that that sounds like off-putting? No. (laughs) I answered for you, just so you know. That's what I just did. Begin with prayer. Listen, eat, serve, and share your story. Here's what I want you to know. This is the big takeaway of the day. Anchor everything that I'm about to say in this next thought. You are an important part of God's story in this city, in this time, in this day. You are an important part of God's story. What's interesting about the work of the kingdom is it is actually all moving to you. You're not the center of the story, but you are being invited to be the recipient of every goodness God has to offer. The entirety of of God's kingdom, the trajectory of the cross, the reality of Jesus' life, the, the declaration where he says, the spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news is for you. It's for you. Like that should make you like begin to re, like think about the worth that God sees in your life. That the creator God says all of this, you are worth it. You are worth it. You are the recipient of all of my love and all of my affection and all of my devotion and all of my sacrifice and everything that is good in the kingdom. And yet in the story of Jesus, he breaks selfishness. So we begin to realize everything good that God is pouring into me is a picture and a story to be shared because God's love is for everyone. And the move of God in our city is so that the people that you are connected to will know the goodness of God. You are an important part in God's story because there are people that you know that I cannot text, I cannot go share a meal with, I cannot sit next to at work and listen to them, share what's going on. I can't answer their call at 10 o'clock at night, but you can. And the reality is God is pursuing everyone who's not yet a part of the kingdom, and he wants everyone who's a part of the kingdom to be on that front edge saying the kingdom of God is for you. The kingdom of God has come near you. You need healing, let's pray for it. You need hope, let's pray for it. You need kind of something to break through in your finances. Let's pray for it because I know a God who wants to pour out the fullness of heaven in your life. And we need to hear stories of people who are discovering that reality. God wants your life to tell the story of his love. That's what he wants. That's what scripture is. We love scripture here at the Vineyard. I try to read the Bible every day. You know why? Because people were willing to share their story of a God who was pursuing them, a God who loves them. And we begin to realize that these are the stories we're living right now. 
These are the stories that need to be shared again. And there are people in your life right now who need a tangible, trustworthy story. A trustworthy story. You are an important part of what God is doing right now in the city. Do not diminish what God wants to do in your life and through your life for other people. Just sit with that for a second. Begin to think about some of the people that you love and care about. What might it mean for them if you, over the next year, two years, three years, five years, just share your story with them? It might look something like this. John 1, verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a community sent from God, whose name was the Vineyard Church Pearland. John came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. When we begin to think about what God is doing, we see this picture in John 1, in John 2, and in John 3 that I think is really compelling for us. You might go, well, I'm not John the Baptist. Good. We don't don't need you to be John the Baptist. (laughs) We don't need you to live that part of God's story in that day and time. We need you to live your part of the story in this day and time. But if if you read John 1, John 2, and John 3, something really interesting happens. Pay attention to what it says in verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John the Baptist had said and who had followed Jesus. John the Baptist witnesses to the light of Jesus. This guy who's hanging out with John the Baptist hears him talk about it. Now he's in on the story. The first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. And that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated into Peter. John the Baptist tells his story. Andrew gets in on it. He goes and tells his brother, says, Come with me. Now we're getting people removed. And the social network of that day and time that didn't have Facebook, that didn't have Twitter, that didn't have Instagram, was alive and well. As they share their story, they're brought into the story. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Now somebody else is in on this. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. I think people are asking, Jesus, is anything good about him today? They asked the question then that they're asking today. Listen. I lost my spot. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see. Come and see. When we share our story, what we're saying to people is, come and see. 
when we share our story, we're saying, look what I have found. Maybe you'll find it too. Come and see. This community, all of the Old Testament was their text. It all points to Jesus. We also get the stories of the New Testament, which point to Jesus. It all points to Jesus, and we get to be a part of it. John 2. It's just going to keep on going. John 2 starts off with a party. Who wants to go, go to a party after church today? I do. In John 2, Jesus changes water into wine. If, if it happens today, it happens. I'm not going to, you know, it is what it is. Just saying, we're going to have the water. We'll just... I, you get this incredible story of the kingdom coming and the revelation of Jesus happening in John 2. Something interesting happens at the end of John 2 in verse 25. He did not need any testimony about mankind for he knew what was in each person. What we begin to see is the story is not so much about what is in us or what's not in us, but we begin to embrace the story of Jesus because what our, our community needs is not more self-inflating stories about our own story that points to us. It is about our story as we point to Jesus, and we begin to give stories about God and the activity of God for our day and time. John 3 a religious leader shows up in the night to Jesus, beginning to ask questions. What's going on? Who are you? This is where we get John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but shall have eternal life. Oh, it's good news. 17 and 18 just get better. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. We get to choose. Then John the Baptist shows back up later in that text. And he begins to point us to what it is about our life and how we live out this faith journey. And he declares this incredible thing that Jesus must, be, must become greater and I must become less. And he's just connecting the story to the Father's heart and that God is for people and he sent Jesus because he loves you. This is the story we have to share. We don't share a story of condemnation. We don't share a story of you're not a part of this because you're so messed up. We share a story of a God who loves you, is pursuing you, and declares something radically different in Jesus, which is forgiveness, it is healing, it is hope, it is mercy, and it is grace. And so all you have to do is this. You have to begin to realize that God is calling you to be a part of what he's doing. He's calling you into the story. And here's what I want you to know. We know more than enough to share our story, okay? I'm going to prove it real quick. I'm going to prove it. Raise your hand if you made it to the Vineyard Church Pearland in person or online today. Okay. Yeah, it's totally a setup because everybody has to raise their hand because you're here and you're watching online. It was like, if you made it here, you know enough to share your story to say, come with me. If you are not yet following Jesus, I am so glad that you're here. If you are exploring faith, I am so glad you are willing to acknowledge, 
I'm curious, I'm exploring, I don't know. If there is a God out there, I would love to know more about this God that is out there, the one who created everything, because maybe what you're discovering is you are not God. The whole world does not revolve around you. You are not all powerful and all capable to handle everything that gets thrown at you. You know enough to share a story to say, hey, I'm looking, I'm exploring, I'm questioning. Come on. If you are following Jesus, if you found hope in Jesus and you say, I'm trying to figure out how to follow him with my whole life, you know enough to share. Right now, you know enough to share the story of God. And if you don't want to use your own words, this one's pretty good. Just do what I did. Just open up John 1. The reason I read out of the back half of John 1 today is because I was getting to read with my oldest son, and then we just talked about what we read. And it struck me, this person tells this person, and they tell their brother, and then they tell this other friend, and Jesus is calling them all into the kingdom. Share your story. Share your story when you're eating with your friend who you've been praying for. Do you see how the blessing lines up? Begin with prayer. Listen to them. Pay attention to where they are and then share your story where you connect with them because you've been listening and then you're hanging out over meals because we all got to eat. And then as we serve them, we will know how to share our story. What I would love for for my own life, I would just want to see Jesus change everything in me. When I share my story, I'm not done. There is more that God needs to do in my life. You can ask Lauren, my wife, you can ask my kids. They are the, the most regular recipients of why I need more of God's transforming love and grace in my life. I need more transformation. And even when I share that with you, what it points to is a God who loves me in my imperfection and I'm on journey and you can come with me. Let's walk together. We can share our story of disappointment and heartache and begin to realize that even in our darkest days, there is this longing inside of my heart for something better which calls me to heaven because God is calling you into eternity. God calls you into his story, which is not just for now, but is for all the days. I don't even know how that works. But I would love to believe that there's something better than some of the stuff we're having to live through right now, don't you? Let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, where God has all authority and gets to have it exactly the way that God wants it, which is good and loving and safe and whole. Share that story with people. See what happens. In John 9, we see this incredible story where Jesus meets this person who's blind. You know what their story is? I once was blind, but now I... You have a story like that. And you might downplay it. Well, actually, I wasn't blind. I've always been able to see. I don't have a miraculous story. Every story of hope is a miraculous story. Every moment in your life you have experienced forgiveness might be the greatest miracle of all. You have a story worth telling. We want our stories to be the reality that Jesus changes everything in my story. And as that happens to me, I have confidence that Jesus can change anything in your story that you invite his kingdom into. 
And you might be saying, Kurt, that's so nice. You're up there with a mic. You're saying, share your story. Share your story. What do you want me to do? Share the story. But do you ever feel that resistance inside of you? Like, uh, I don't want to share the story. I don't have any story to share. In the book, Bless, the uh, brothers Dave and John Ferguson give three uh, objections you might be having to sharing your story. I'm going to give them credit because these are really good objections. The first one, I just don't have what it takes. You do. That was easy. Okay, next. No. I mean, literally, you might just feel like, I don't know how to do this. I just don't have what it takes. Something interesting in Matthew 10, 19 and 20, it says this. But when they arrest you, have you been arrested yet for sharing your story? Okay, so, so we're doing better than them. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At the time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father in heaven speaking through you. Have more confidence in God that the same Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you if you are a follower of Jesus, and God can go to work if you are willing and available. God is greater than any insecurity and lack of talent in my ability to share my story because God loves the people that you are talking to so much. The Holy Spirit can and will speak through you. Matthew 19, Matthew 10, 19 through 20. Okay, how about this one? In this day and time that we live in, I don't want to impose my beliefs on friends and family. Anybody feel that tension right now? Like, ugh, like, ugh then don't. <laughs> it's actually super simple. Dave and John say it great. They don't impose your beliefs on them. But in this day and time, what's beautiful is there's a, there's a culture outside of the church that does actually value independent beliefs. So share yours. Let your life become a compelling testimony, a witness of the incredible things that God's up to, and just say, Look, we don't have to be, like, mean and nasty about this. We can be kind. Scripture says it's the Lord's kindness that leads us to repentance. There is a gentleness that is remarkably rooted in strength where God can be patient with us, he can be available, but you don't have to be heavy-handed and, like, smacking people around, like, you just need to believe, bam! Don't worry about it. Let God be God. Matthew 9, I was captured by it this week. I've never paid attention to this point before. But Matthew 9 is a text where it says, the harvest field is ripe, but the workers are few. So they'll pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send workers out into his harvest fields. The people that you will share your story with are already loved by God. They are already being pursued by God. So just be kind and gentle and compassionate and love them, but share your story. Share your story. Romans 10, 12 through 14 is a good anchor text for you in that. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? If you don't like the preachiness, don't. But share what God's doing in your life. That might be the most loving thing you can do to some, like do for somebody. 
Just share your story. The last one is sharing my story makes me feel uncomfortable. Here's my favorite one. If Jesus is worth following with my whole life, he is worth sharing my life with others. But I'm going to let you off the hook here. Because you go, I'm not as good with words. I get nervous. I just feel super uncomfortable. All you have to say is, come and see. Okay, we're going to practice. Come and see. If you will bring your friends here, we will share the hope of Jesus with them. If you will bring your friends here, we will pray week in and week out that the presence of the living God encounters people in a way that changes their lives. If you will just say, come with me to small group, you can just hang out. I'm terrified, but it's helping me and maybe it'll be good for you. I don't know. I don't want to impose my beliefs. I'm really nervous. I'm not going to share my story, but just come with me. I don't want to be alone. Just come and see. If you know how to show up here, you know how to invite somebody to come with you, come and see. I want to speak to one last thing before we practice. You ever heard that person tell their story? I was born into a lot of money. I made perfect grades all through school. I travel like 100 days a year to the most exotic vacation spots ever. I always fly first class. I eat the best food. I've never eaten at the same restaurant twice because I like to try new places. My life is pretty much perfect and amazing. I actually believe in God because I'm living heaven right now. (laughs) I hope you get there someday. Part of you is like, oh, oh. Makes me sick. Why? Because there's probably a part of your story that's not that. There's probably a part of your story that's really painful, that felt hopeless. I believe when we look at Scripture, we see the kingdom of God coming to the fringes of people's lives, to the darkness of their soul, and they speak resurrection life. Do not shy away from the imperfect parts of your story because it's the imperfect parts of our story that call us to a perfect God who meets us with grace, that meets us with forgiveness. And if you are currently living heaven, we need more of it here on earth, so share it. Pray for heaven to come into other people's lives regularly. Bless people with the goodness of God in your life, please. But if you know your own story, the imperfect parts of our story do not disqualify us. They bring us in humble surrender to the feet of Jesus, into the community of Jesus' followers, and we say, forgive me, God. And he speaks forgiveness to our soul, and he speaks forgiveness to our past, and he says, I write a better story. I, the living God, write a better story for you. So do not give up. I am not done working. I am not through yet. Hang in there with me and let's tell the story of God in this day, in this time, in this city because we need more of God's story, not the other stuff that's flying around. Amen? Awesome. Okay, we're going to practice. Unapologetically, we created a tip sheet for everybody who's in the building. If you are online, this is the moment where you just start sharing it to your social media. 
You can share your story in what I'm going to call baby steps of what might feel challenging and difficult. On one side, it says, check out what's happening at the vineyard. On the other side, it says, connect and share. If you have a smart device, we have some QR codes. How many of you use Google before you go try a new place to eat? How many of you know people use Google before they go check out a church? Everybody. How do I find the location? Is it a place I'm going to like? If you, if you like the vineyard, this is only for people who like the vineyard as a five-star Google review. I'm just, I'm unapologetically saying, I'm sorry, God can work through other reviews, but just as practice, this is for anybody who was willing to give a five-star review. Just use your phone, QR code that, it will give you the link. You can share your experience about what's happening for you at this church using the top one five-star Google reviews. As I always say, anything that's not a five-star, email kurt at pearlandvineyard.org. I would love to understand what you're experiencing so that we can help you experience the hospitality of God because that is always a five-star experience. It is like more than five-star, but that's the best we can do. Here's another way you can share. You can help tell the story of what God's doing. Follow, tag, like, all the fun things at Pearland Vineyard. And you might be going, Kurt, this feels very self-promoting. Yeah, but it's how we practice. It's how we tell our story. Like you are anchored in a community of faith, and so tell the story of the community you're a part of. And if you feel like God's not calling you to be a part of this, find a community that God's calling you to be a part of and push together as a community to declare the glory of God. Share your God story with us. What is God doing in your life? Practice. Practice telling your story by telling us we want to hear. We want to know that God is at work in this place. Here's the big one. Invite your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, anybody and everybody. Come and see. Come with me. Come sit next to me. Come eat donuts with me. Come have coffee with me. Come to a small group with me. Come. There are people that if you don't invite, we will never get close enough to them because we don't have that relational network if you are not in on this with us. There are people I know that you don't. (laughs) There are people you know that I don't. That's why we have to do this together. Everything in the kingdom of God is about a together experience. You go tell your brother or your sister. You go tell your friend from that town, and then we ask, does anything good come from that town? It's like, well, you did, so at least one good thing came from that town. The kingdom of God moves relationally. So here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to, everybody grab a phone because I know we have them. I want you to take one minute and I want you to pray about somebody you should text right now and just encourage them. So many people are dealing with hopelessness and despair. We need to know that there's good in the world and I believe God is the giver of all good things. And God can be our source. And the reason there's good in me is because there is a living God doing work in my life so that it doesn't all revolve around me. And anything good I do for the sake of somebody else is a tangible experience of God's kingdom. If we all just text somebody right now, the the impact of this worship gathering doubles. And it is good for anybody and everybody who never makes it here because we are willing to go towards them and that's what the kingdom of God does. It moves towards people. And it will move towards people when we as a community together share our story. Let's stand.
Here's what I, I, I've been praying for you. I, I am so glad to be here. I'm so thankful for our team that makes online happen, and I love being in the room with the community. Like, it is so good to be here. We are going to bless the city. We have been called by God to be a blessing. This was not a five-week conversation that we get through and we move on to the next thing. We need to do this for all of our days. To pray for people, to listen to people, to eat meals with people, to serve people, and to share our story because God is pursuing humanity. And as I was praying for you in this message, I had this thought. There are people in the room who you know God has called you to impact people with the good news of the kingdom and it terrifies you. Like if we, got, if we got honest in a conversation, you would know that God has spoken calling over your life. Like, and I'm not, it might not be to pastor a church. It might not be to plant a church. It might be. But there are literally people in the room that you know God has a calling on your life and it scares you. And we want to just pray for you to feel released to share more of your story with people in your life. Like there, when you pray for your work, place of work, you weep over your coworkers. When you pray for your friends that live in the same place as you, you, you begin to just cry because of your heart for them. For anybody who's teaching, you pray for the kids that you teach. Anybody who's in school, you pray for your friends. There are people that literally, if you were honest, you would know that when you pray, God breaks your heart for people. That is God's calling on your life. That is his compassion in your heart. And I just want to pray a prayer of release and blessing for you today. And I think there are some here today that you, you have been around church, you've been around Jesus, your faith, but like Jesus is calling you in. He's saying, follow me. He's saying, be a, be a part of this. Like you are an important part of God's story and you've never believed that. Today is the day you move all in and know that God has called you in to be a part of his community, be a part of his family. So I'm gonna just pray for, for us in those two areas. And if that makes sense to you, I wanna invite you down to pray. And so if you are willing to pray for people today, Come on down as I pray over our room. We're going to finish with a time of response. God is at work in this time, in this season, in this city, in the city that you live, in the city that you work. And God, we just begin to just pray your blessing over this community to walk more confidently and more fully in what you are doing in and through them. God, for people in the room who have been overwhelmed because they don't really know what to do with those moments that their heart breaks for people and they feel your calling on their life. I pray right now for a greater sense of release, a greater sense of calling into the kingdom for the people their heart breaks for. Would you give them opportunity to share their story? Would you show them how to walk in that? Would you give them opportunity where they work and where they live and with who they hang out with to just begin to see the inbreaking of your kingdom? And God, for anybody who's here today who says, I want, I want in, I want to follow Jesus. I want to journey towards Jesus. I pray that they would hear you say, follow me. And all we have to do is say yes. You are God, I am not. Yes, I want in. Change me, transform me, work in my life that I might have a story to share as well. And so, God, I just pray a, a blessing for our entire church family, for anybody that you're drawing here, that we would be a blessing to our city, that we would pray for our city, that we would listen to our city, that we would eat with our community, that we would serve them, 
and we would courageously share the story that you have given us with grace and kindness. God, use us as you would to tell the story of the living God. We bless them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.